Today marks the 23rd of August. Tomorrow's the 24th. Uh, and on tomorrow, on the 24th of August, that's the last official prophecy for the year in our yearly cycles of prophecies, and that's the one in Zechariah. We have done that in depth before, so we're not going to look at it again. It's very long as well and quite complex. So uh, we'll find the teaching that we did on that, I think it was last year, and just make sure to get that online, and we'll send that to everyone so you can watch that. So um, we, will, we will just make sure it's there. We'll forward a link. Uh, in the prophecy, you'll see there's the two olive trees, there's the women in the basket, there's the horses in the grove, um, there's Josh, Joshua, um, uh, being accused by the enemy. Um, it's a it's a hefty piece of prophecy. So please work through that. Okay. Okay, and then also today marks the day where we officially enter into preparation as a body. Uh, for the presenting that is going to happen at the end of September. Now, I know many of you haven't been here long enough to know what I'm saying. Uh, so we're going to spend the day looking at what that means and how it works. Um, so, Phil, I don't know if you want to explain what it is first. Mm, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so... We, I want to make it very clear from the very beginning that this is um, one of those aspects of our teaching and our discipling process that falls under the category of revelation, prophetic revelation. Right. So, from the beginning I want to make it very clear that you can't go anywhere in the Bible, in the New Testament especially, and find an instruction to present at a certain time of the year. I'm going to show you where we do see it as a continuum in the Word. And because we cannot build doctrine or um, anything like that around this biblically, I want to present to you that why we all walk this out together is because of prophetic revelation. So in no way are we saying that everybody has to do things in this way. So I'm going to tell you where it comes from, what it is, and what we do. So at, towards the end of September, we present for the year. We will explain how that works. For me, it is extremely important personally, and I have seen over a number of years the benefit of it, the power and the presence of God that comes with it, and we'll explain how that works. So, I want to just make sure everybody understands that if you have doubt in your heart regarding it, don't, you don't have to do it. Okay? We buy agreement because a lot of people trust me as your spiritual leader, I have been received instruction from the Lord and guidance from the Lord to do things in a certain way. I extend that as revelation to everybody else. 
and if you choose to walk it out with us, do so. So, uh, don't know exactly how long ago. I'm not one of those people that can tell you which year what happened. I just lose time. But anyways, at some stage, around the 28th on my birthday, uh, my birthday is on the 28th of September, and usually, naturally, I would, we would go away for the weekend and spend some time or for even for the week in the mountains or somewhere else. I was not aware before, um, not so much aware of the uh, Hebrew uh, um, festivals. Uh, for me, the Hebrew festivals before were something in the Old Testament. Um, I, many years ago, started figuring out how they were fulfilled. But... Um, what the Lord spoke to me on, my, uh, on the weekend of my birthday a number of years ago was that I should consider the year to close off, to end at the end of September. And then the new spiritual year to start in October. Uh, he spoke to me uh, with his voice through um, visionary or like a vision revelation and he explained to me that I should do things in this way. Only after this did I realize that it coincides with the cycles that we see in the culture and the festivals of the Old Testament. With other words, the cycles that he taught the Hebrew people, the Israelites, to live according to. This I didn't realize initially when he gave me these instructions. I just started ending off my spiritual year in, in September and started, I started, started starting a new year in October. Now, it has proven to work the same way every year. Okay, so this is the way that it works. This is what he told me and what he has shown me through visions and through speaking to me that he still closes off the books for each individual person in the great assembly that are still on earth. He still closes off the books at the end of September and then entries are made for the next year. If you want to, the word books is a picture. So it's almost like a financial end of year. Okay. Now, I'm going to explain how this works. Have you guys noticed how your life tends to go according to a little cycle through the year? Now, we have endeavored to learn how these cycles work. And uh, you can ask, for instance, Leon, uh, that has walked us out. Have you, can you testify that we've seen certain things taking form certain times of the year? And uh, certain things are released at a certain time of the year. And so many of you would have already realized that certain things for the next year are being released, as actually now started being released. Mm -hmm. Things that should take form will take form this time of the year. Okay? It will happen around this time of the year. It's very important to kind of pay attention to these things because it enables us to work with what God is doing and we can understand what He's doing and therefore we can step into the things of God easier. So in the past, we kind of stumbled into His ways by ignorance. He just led us sovereignly into His ways because we didn't know what we were doing. 
but he's, he's teaching us. He would rather, the Lord would rather have us know what he's doing so that we can walk with him. That's the plan. So you would have started, you, would, you, you, will, you will see over this time that new things would be released if there's new things. Um, things that would, we, we kind of expected to happen throughout the year would start to happen this, this time of the year. And it's very important. Things, things, would be, things that would be um, taking form now would be taking form, coming up in your mind, coming to your attention because it needs to be presented. Now we're going to explain the presenting just now. Okay. So September, end of September is like the closing off of the books. Um, there's a huge accounting department in heaven. I'm joking. <laughs> but we can understand it like this. Okay. So in the, in a, to explain in a very simple way. In all our lives, we have to overcome in certain areas. <coughs> now, is there any of you that have identified in the past that you kind of thought you had breakthrough, then the things that you were dealing with, the challenges, it reoccurs, and then you go like, but I thought I was done with this, and then you have another year of going around the mountain, another year of dealing with the same things. And before we knew how these things worked, we would just deal with the same things over and over and over and over without breakthrough. And that's the story of, of the Christian church out there. They're just perpetually dealing with things because they don't understand God's ways. Okay. Now, so, we are now on the 23rd, we're officially today releasing the preparation for the presenting at, in September. So, we'll explain how that works. Some things that you wanted to have finished this year that has reoccurred in the last month or so is that's a little sign that it's probably going to be um, carried, over. carried over. It's probably being carried over to next year's books. Now, this, this is not something we want to hear. Right. Okay. We'll explain how that works. Now, instead of resisting the natural <laughs> process, we want to work with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, once we arrive at this time of the year and we didn't actually finish something, we didn't action things, we didn't overcome in certain areas, there's a certain cutoff point where if you didn't have breakthrough, you're going to have to do it again. Now, what we've done in the past is we just want to convince ourselves, no, I'm not going to do it again. It's, I did fine, and then we do it again. So instead of just denying God's ways, we want to understand God's ways and then understand that if I had to, if something was carried over to the books, then I need to take note so that I can actually deal with it in this coming year. So that I don't have to do it again the year after that. How many of us had kind of subconsciously had been aware of things that's been carried over, carried over, carried over, and we're tired of it? Okay. It can cause us not to progress. Almost and exactly like the Israelites that had to stay in the wilderness for 40 years. When they were only supposed to be there a little while. 
Now, we don't want to be Israelites in that way, okay? So, do you want to, okay, as far as the presenting is concerned, September, from the 23rd, officially the present, actual presenting time will start. On the Thursday, the 24th, we will go officially together into the actual presenting. <coughs> so Thursday night, we release it, we pray together. Friday, 21st, Saturday 26th, Sunday 27th. Those are the official presenting time. We're going to talk about what that looks like. Okay. And Monday the 28th. Yes, I'm going to get to that now. <laughs> Monday the 28th is usually the 28th. Now, I can only guide you according to my experience because I'm the one that started walking this out with the Lord first. Now, on the 28th, normally the presenting culminates. That's usually when the Lord physically speaks to me again about the next year. Okay, so a lot of what He spoke to me about last year has actually manifested and has come to pass. So last year He said this would be the next year, would be a year where He would release this ministry and my life into a greater influence circle and although no matter what I did in the past, I couldn't break through to the next steps of His promises where I knew that we had to start to connect with churches and ministries all over the world and gain influence. So there was a little bit, but it couldn't break through. Last year, on the 28th of September, he said to me, this year I'm going to expand your circle of influence and release you into the world. This has happened. Okay, now it's only the beginning, but it's still according to what he says. So this is why it's so important for me. Because he will let me know what to expect for the next year. And um, I work according to that. Okay. So, we'll explain how that actual presenting works. But now we're entering into a month period of pre preparation for that. Do you just want to explain on the 28th? On the 28th, um, we will, I want to ask that everybody will fast on the day. So, Yom Kippur will officially start on at sunset on the 27th. Okay. This will close off a cycle for me personally where Yom Kippur was always around my birthday. This year Yom Kippur is exactly on my personal birthday. For me it's a big year. And um, in the next few years it won't be exactly on my birthday. But we will continue to follow the cycle as He gave it to me unless He, he changes it. So, usually we can still present till about the 2nd or the 3rd if we had to. But the 28th is the culmination. Now, this is the way it works. Once the books have been signed off, you can't make new entries in the last year's books. Everything has to now be done according to the next year. So you can't go and present things after the books have been closed off. There's a certain date by which everything has to be done. 
for safety's sake, I try and get everything done by the end of the 28th. Because it doesn't now help I go on the 5th and uh, the offices are closed. Okay, so the picture is clear, right? Okay, so we want to pay attention, be on time, not late. Okay, late entries, he doesn't extend the dates. Okay, and then the next year starts. Right after that comes the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay. Now, we are in no way returning to becoming Jews. But we are taking note of God's ways. He gave them the festivals. So, this is the way it looks. What he did was he, he gave us a, a copy of the cycles that, uh, that he works according to in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And he gave us these, these festivals and cycles as reminders. So after the presenting, we start, there's a short break where people could prepare for the Feast of Tabernacles. And then there would be a whole feast and, and holiday of Shabbat where everybody then rejoices and, 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 and celebrates the fact that we are dwelling with him and he's dwelling with us. Okay, and that's why we've been leading up with the grace, glory, cloud, one body teaching. Okay, now we can go into the rest of it. What do you think? Okay. Perhaps just to, to uh, give uh, some other context. So we don't just present the things we struggle with or want to overcome. Uh, a good imagery would be in medieval times when there were kings and monarchs in the land then there would usually be a feast once a year where all the people of the land would come and present themselves to the king and it would take the form of a banquet so everyone would come in their best attires and uh, Farmers, for instance, would come and present to the king the harvest and the crops that they had um, produced during the year. And based on their needs or their hopes and desires for the year after, they might ask for more land or they might just ask the king for blessing on the land that they do have. And they would also bring gifts. So you don't show up empty-handed and just ask the king for stuff you actually come and bring gifts to the king, bring honor to the king because he has given you the land and everything that you have probably comes because of his good ruling and reigning. And so you firstly come to honor the king, bringing gifts and things of you know what you have produced during the year. So um, if someone was a, uh, like, what do you call it? When someone makes clothes? Okay, but the dressmaker is not going to bring a dress to the king necessarily, but might bring a nice new robe and go, this is my business, it has prospered, thank you. A tailor, there we go. Thank you for, you know, here it is, I'm asking for this and this and this so that my business may grow, or would you king perhaps wear my robe as advertisement or whatever, you know, those kind of things. So it would also be a time for celebration, which is why we're not just limiting it, or which is why it's not just limited to one day. That's why it spread out over a week, because people would come from far and wide. They would stay 
for about a week. They would be dancing and feasting and eating. And um, from there, then every person would kind of have a turn to have their time with the king. And so this is the attitude that we, we take in. So it's not just that we come and bring difficulties. Um, more than that, it really, it's a time for celebration. And so we're going to talk about the heart and the attitude behind it. And yes, it is true that we come and we present things that we would like to be finished and that we would, that we would like to overcome, but it's also a time for celebration and thanksgiving and praise. And that's really the heart that we want to cultivate. And so in this preparation time and why we're kind of um, this year more than other years, uh, leaving everyone and officially releasing a time of preparation is so that the things that need to be sorted out in the heart, if there are some things that we want to, you know, kind of work through with the Lord, then there would be ample time. And so that when we enter into that official time of presenting, we can enter into it with freedom and thanksgiving and praise. So to be very, very clear, just to start a uh, starting point, it, we're heading towards a time of joy and celebration. Okay, so what the Lord told me and showed me is that your moment would come where the entire assembly is um, he literally showed me they dressed in all their new clothes, dressed up for the occasion, and they were standing, <coughs> and then you would be announced. And he's no sitting, pressure. he's sitting on his throne. You announced, and you come, you walk through the entire, <coughs> past the entire congregation. Imagine a nice red carpet, and you get to walk up to him, and you bring your your gift, whatever that might be, your gifts. And then you appear in his sight, and you get to present. You say, Lord, I have, um, you've given me uh, this piece of land. Uh, I've successfully produced much produce. Um, and uh, I think I'm ready. I feel I'm ready to ask you for another piece of land. I think I've, got, I've built the capacity and the skills to be expanded and to be entrusted with more. And then the king would, according to the evidence of the previous year, he would decide if you're ready. And so that's the way that we progress in the kingdom of God. We don't just randomly progress and move on. It might seem like that through the year. Everything that is then released is released into the next year, and we get to walk it out. Okay, so um, say a person was a merchant, and the, he had two ships that were sailing across the oceans to other nations with merchandise. He would come and say, Lord, um, I'd like to make a loan from the city coffers to build two more ships, and then as the prophets come in, obviously the king, that's how it worked, the king would give him um, a loan and all the taxes and income would then cause the kingdom to become even richer and more affluent. And so that's the way it worked in those days. So we can see our lives in the same way. Mm. And so 
you uh, in preparing feel free to this is the only time that I would encourage a little bit of imagination because that's what he took me in the vision I had to I found myself standing in the whole <coughs> assembly dressed up with there and I had to walk down the little red carpet scary stuff but then I became extremely joyful and excited and I got to present things to him and we spoke there's a moment of um, uh, an audience is granted with the king himself and there's a moment where he'll speak to you about the plans that he has for you and the things that he has planned to release to you so the merchant might come and say, I think I'm ready for one more ship. And the king might go, no, I've been watching you. I'm going to give you a fleet. Um, or he, you might come and say, I think I'm ready for a new ship, to, ship. And he goes like, well, it's a matter of fact that you had a loss this year. You didn't make a profit at all. So I'd like you to go back and just try again with your two ships. Do it properly this time and uh, watch a little bit less TV and spend more time sailing and then um, we'll talk next year but fine you can keep your two ships or someone that really did really badly might come and say I think I'm ready for more ships and he says actually I'm taking one of your ships away you're left with one because you didn't do anything with them so better do something with the one ship but it's very seldomly that one of us would in that situation because we properly discipled okay mm. normally it's a time of expectation a time where we we expect him to bless us expect him to release new things to us and um, so this is the kind of picture that we want to walk out hear me it's the most important time of the year but we can only build on what we have done through the year remember that we don't want to miss the presenting. Be hopeful, be faithful, dream big. But the worst that can happen is he can tell you, look, I'm not going to give you 2,000 ships, but I will grant you two more. Okay? Don't be bashful um, and go like, I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm just satisfied. That's not the way to work with the king. Okay. Now, the one thing that he told me in the beginning is that the problem with our Christian mindset is we've forgotten about his ways. And now uh, imagine a king puts out a decree through, uh, a decree through all the land that all the um, nobles should come and present themselves to the Lord. Okay? And this one nobleman on his tea plantation in his big house, he decides, I don't feel like it. I'm doing well on my own. I don't need anything from the king. I'm just not going to go to the ball. Or maybe a bit more, no, you know, I, I couldn't be in the king's presence and I really don't need his blessing enough, so it's fine, I won't go. Any of those <laughs> things. And, um, but the point is, imagine that a person does not present. The king would go, it's his turn. The guy at the door that calls out the names, um, Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, sir, so and so. And it's like the Oscars when the guy isn't there. It's like, how could he not pitch up? And then, imagine that. And everybody's like, where is this guy? No, he's not here. He didn't come. The king calls over the commander of his armies and says, 
go find this guy and chop his head off. That's what would happen. Take away his lands, give it to someone else, because he dishonored the king. Now this has been often what's been happening in the Christian world. Because we don't know God's ways, people don't present at the right times. People don't do the, the right things in season. And so it led to disorder. God still loves his children, but they're disorderly lot, aren't they? Okay, so now everybody, 21st of December, they're going like, woo, we're here, and he's like, you missed everything. <laughs> we're like three months in, but okay. Wrong festival, <laughs> wrong time of the year, something God didn't even tell them to do. Okay, this is the problems that we're sitting with, so that's why this is so important. Yeah. Okay, so remember, we, we, we do believe that the Lord has prepared our lives because we believe in predestination. We believe that we are not just randomly born. We are born in a certain time, into a certain life, because the Lord has prepared certain works for our hands. We all form part of a body, and so each of us has a role to play, a, a role to fulfill. And so we do believe in that for our entire lives. But what we also understand from looking at the feasts and at God's specific instructions during the years with the Hebrew people is remember he didn't just give them feasts so that they could have feasts. He gave them feasts because this would be a shadow image of what is already true in the spiritual realm. So what is already true in his seasons and, his and in his kingdom. He didn't give them anything that would not reflect some part of his kingdom and his ways. And so when definitely, definitely not going back, not touching the feasts, but we do understand that this was a representation, a reflection of what was true in the spiritual realm. And so that's what we are gleaming from this and that's why we're taking note. And so Yom Kippur, just so everyone knows, that would be the Day of Atonement. And the Day of Atonement is the day when the High Priest goes into the Holy of Holies once a year to bring the sacrifice, and then that would be the forgiveness of all sins for that year. And so that, in the Hebrew calendar, that would be the closing off of the year because everything was forgiven for the year that was past. Everything was washed clean, washed away, and now there was a fresh start. So this would be a kind of a closing off of the year and a starting of the new year. Now we understand that all our sins have been forgiven <coughs> in the ultimate sacrifice of the Lamb of God. Um, but still we take note of this closing off of the year and starting of the new year. We also understand that even though all our sins have been forgiven, this would be the time of the year where everything that we have done in ignorance or willingly or in whatever way, anything and everything that was done that did not form part of this specific world, that would be forgiven. Not because it was necessarily sin, just because it wasn't part of his world. And so it needs to be washed away. Did everybody hear that? Get the concept, please. Look at the concept. Look at it. Not just words, it's a concept. Okay? Everything that we've lived, done, spent time on, spent attention on through the last, over the course of the last year that was not part of his specific plan and will that's forgiven. 
we can spend a lot of people spend a lot of time on good works that wasn't God's plan that will be forgiven what about things that one didn't do now that's what the presenting for that's what the cycles are for so that we can become aware of those things we didn't do so that's why we're going into a time of preparation it's a time of taking stock so we're going to look from our perspective, before he closes off the books, we want to have a look at our books. Mm. That's why we're going to seek the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. Mm. Remember, we God's people. We can't claim not to know. We know. Mm. We know when he's laid things on our hearts and we never actioned it. We know the things that he whispered into our spirits and from, from eternity and we never responded. Or we, did, we started responding, never finished. Mm. We all know what that looks like things in our lives that we should have grown into, things that we... Okay, so, confession time. Last year in Vietnam, the Lord spoke very clearly to me on the mountain that I should get physically fit this year. I have done nothing this year to obey that commandment. I'm very aware over the last week or two of the fact that I didn't do what he told me to do. Okay, he spoke to me with his voice about that. Now, this is something that I've got to own up to and admit and go like, Lord, there was no time, really, you know. No, that's a, just a lie. It's a lie. Okay, I didn't feel like jogging. I went once, twice, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, so... <coughs> Okay, so that's, that's literally, it could be something like that, where the Lord has been talking to us about something. Why did He tell me I should get physically fit? Because He said the strain of what the future is going to physically hold, I have to prepare, I can't just prepare f uh, spiritually. Physically, I, I must be able to handle what's coming. And so, uh, you see, if I don't obey in that, the cost of it can be grave mm -hmm. in the future. Okay, so these are the kind of things, and there's all kind of there's things like this. So please, in the preparation time, start taking note. Mm. Uh, start taking stock of the things. There's some things that we've been working on for three years, five years, ten years. Th areas where we should have had overcoming, and we just it just popped up again in the last week or two. Mm. That's a sign that you're gonna have to do it again. Get another year for victory. Mm. Okay, now that's a good thing. Mm. We never fail a test. We just get to repeat them. Mm. Okay. So, very important that this time, there's going to be tears. We're going to feel sorry. We're going to have regrets. But get done with those things before the 23rd. Because you want to tell them no crying mm. yeah, at the so feast. <laughs> Okay, so how would you feel if it was your wedding day <laughs> and as you're making your vows, your mother is sitting there, no, Lord. That would be terrible, right? Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, 
yeah i mean if we just i'll we'll get i'm, I'm gonna explain this more so obviously if the if the king's sitting there waiting you know for his gifts and to grant more gifts and a person comes and like this is so so and so and the person just falls down on the floor and sobs it's a bit of a a bummer that's not the moment to start explaining why and repenting. Why harvest? And I'm so sorry. Forgive me. That's not. That's just. Okay. If you really didn't do well, and there was only five mealy plants <laughs> that grew, you still want to bring at least. <laughs> even if you bring one head of corn, bring that. Okay. This is the moment you want to go. You want to go like Lord. Look at what I brought you. <laughs> so all I have to give, but there you go. Um, yeah. So, no crying yeah. after the 23rd. We do that before the time. Okay. So, let me just explain another aspect to this. So, we've obviously been spending a lot of time looking at specifically Grace has lost month or so. And, um, we understand that grace and both grace and faith have an eternal outworking, an eternal, final, great end. So faith in its ultimate form would be looking at the new Jerusalem, understanding us all together in resurrection with him for eternity. And, uh, and we understand that grace in its fullness is bringing all of that towards us in our moment-to-moment -moment life so that we can be conformed to it and so that it can be formed in us. But so with these yearly cycles, we can think of it as a smaller version of that. So year to year, we also, so we know that we have eternal faith where we look at the New Jerusalem, but we also understand that we have faith for our lives while we are on earth. So there are certain things that, remember, faith is always the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. So faith, in other words, faith cannot just be something that I'm hoping will happen to me in my life. It always has substance somewhere in the future. Okay, that has to be faith. And so, and then grace could, is also coming from eternity, but also grace is coming from those moments of faith and bringing the fullness of that to me so that I can actually move into those things that have substance in my future. Does that make sense? Okay. And so what, what happens in these yearly cycles is that we also present those things that we know have substance in our futures, that which the Lord has revealed to us, that which has evidence and substance somewhere, even though it's not yet necessarily manifested now, but this happens in different levels as well. Because I can't just, I'm not going to present for the next year something that I know has to take form in 20 years. What okay, I, it's very important, very important. What I can present is that which I have to prepare in the next year so that I can be ready for the next year so that I can be ready eventually in 20 years. But I'm not going to present that thing this year because it's not going to happen next year. It's prepared. It needs to happen in 20 years' time. But I can ask the Lord for the necessary wisdom and growth, growth and understanding, growth and stature, 
for just for the next year so that I'm at the right place at the right time for the year after, for the year after, for the year after until the thing presents itself. But sometimes we also know that certain things have started taking form and so we know that somewhere in the next year it will probably present itself and so that's the kind of thing I then present. So point is, I never present just wishes or dreams. I always present something that already has substance. I'm not going to ask the Lord for something that is just out of the blue and has no substance anywhere. I'm going to ask something from Him that He can actually give me and is willing to give me. Does that make sense? Okay. So no present, we don't present according to fantasy, imaginations, <coughs> false hopes or dreams. So it doesn't work like, look, Charlene can't now decide, I no longer want to be a dentist, I want to be a Broadway actor. <laughs> Lord, send me to Broadway. <laughs> okay, you're going to be the laughing stock at the feast. You walk in, you go like, Lord, from this coming year, I'd like to be a Broadway actor. Everybody will laugh at you. Okay, so we don't want that. So, do you get the picture? We present from the substance of our lives. If we need changes, we need to present from the beginning of the changes that we started walking into. Mm -hmm. If we know these radical changes, then the beginning of those changes might be considered. But, do you understand? No fantasy. It, the Lord would have led us in our lives from substance to substance, mm -hmm. from glory to glory, from faith to faith. So keep that in mind. Okay, so no tears at the presenting, although we're going to now go into a time of understanding what the picture looked like. So we want to do this on paper, in prayer, a orderly process that we want to walk through. So that by the time the 23rd arrives, we've got a picture, a simple picture of the few steps that is coming next. Okay, so it would be emotional things, spiritual things, physical things. But we'll talk about all those things that can be presented. But, now this is very important to understand. Everything has in our individual lives is going to only be received by the Lord at presenting according to that which is eternal substance. His will. Do we understand that? Okay, so we're seeking for that to become true. That's the way to have a smooth flow in your life. To have a momentum forward in your life. That's the way to get into it. Now, can you show them? Yeah, are you going to do that now? Okay. Also, just a side note. This doesn't mean that from September for the rest of the year until it's end of September again, you can't ask anything from the Lord. It's not what we're saying. Okay, you can still ask. We still have encounters with the Lord as our Father, but this time of year is specifically presenting to the King, and this is presenting to Him the the things of substance that we know are prepared, the things that we really need breakthrough in. This is a great um, time of Him gifting His power and His presence for certain things, and so. When also not saying that if you don't present or if there's something that you forget to present that it's now not going to happen because you didn't bring it and the Lord is just going, well, no. He could still give it to you, but in presenting and in working with the Lord through this time, 
um, we are much better prepared and positioned to receive and to overcome and to do that which has been prepared and presented. So now when a moment presents itself somewhere during the year, we know that it's not just random. This is in line with what was prayed, what I presented to the Lord, what He revealed to my heart would have substance. And now I'm prepared and positioned to be able to walk it out, to enter in. It's very important to understand you can't all of a sudden start, you, you cannot change direction in June. We can continue to work with the Lord regarding things, but you can, you, um, you can start to pray about new things in June. Nothing will happen. These things will come into consideration, but it will, be, it will take form and be sorted out. It will be decided on in September. So you can randomly, any time of the year, start doing those things, but it will always be the books will be settled in September. That's the way it works. So if we understand and we can start flowing, then we don't waste time mm. and effort trying to push things through when the time isn't right and the timing isn't right. So now is a good time to kind of decide on <coughs> what is it that you are really going to believe for for the next year? What has the Lord really invited you in and, and what has He been leading you in? Mm. What has He prepared for you? So the picture is clear. That's very important. You'll, have any of you noticed how the moment that October, the first week of October is finished, if there's any radical changes that's going to take part, the place in your life, it's usually between mid-October, December. Mm -hmm. That's when the changes take place. That's when people change jobs, <coughs> lose jobs, start new jobs. It's like that for most of God's people. Look, the random people out there. <coughs> random. The, it does flow over even to the others, but especially for us. That's when the major changes happen. Okay? Um, so now we can recognize how it works. This just means we're better prepared. We know what's going on and we can work through it. So if you look ahead and you thought you might want to change jobs and you and you know that you haven't actually been faithful, you haven't done what you're supposed to do, then just make peace with the fact and go, Lord, I accept your will, but prepare me so that next year I, I can come to the end of it and see the changes take place. So we actually see a year as a unit, and we're going to work with that. I hope that makes sense. Okay. Now, okay. do that for us on the board. So before we go into things to present and ways to present it, this is the main way to prepare. So it's like, if you want to prepare, and if you know out of what positioning to prepare, what kind of things, if you, when you're busy formulating in the next three weeks, and you wonder, is this something I could present? Is this, would this be acceptable? Is this something that could come from a position of faith? then this, what we're going to do now, is going to be the answer to that question. This is how you measure. This is how you know. Okay. So, we've been looking at grace, and by extension, faith, because grace is grace without faith. So this is the dividing line between 
the realms. So this is eternity. And this is the temporal. Okay. And we've been spending a lot of time looking at the truth, or at what is true, at the fullness in eternity. Last week especially, we... This is basically what we did. Okay. Looking at the fullness, at the glory of the Lord, and we've started coming into the reality of that fullness, understanding what that fullness is, what the substance of it is, and coming into the understanding of how we form part of it. Pause quickly. So we look at Abraham's life in the Bible. Okay. Now, all the unimportant bits of his life was kind of excluded from the story. Noah's life, extremely important, but there's so much that we don't know about Noah. Even Moses, we don't know what his favorite breakfast was. We know what John the Baptist's favorite breakfast was. <laughs> but, so we, we can look forward to the great cloud of witnesses. And we have a picture of Moses' life, Noah's life, Jacob's life. Now, imagine yourself, although you're still living and you're still busy living through your life, imagine you there as if you finished your life and it's been recorded. That makes sense. So some of our, so our sins are forgiven, but some of the mistakes, like Peter sinking when he was supposed to still walk on water, that was part of the great unfolding of the goodness of the Lord and His faith walk. Now imagine your life there in its completeness. Now imagine all of God's people from the beginning of time to the end, all there, and we imagine like this. Where the person is standing, there's this light shining around them, and it's all their life. It's all that is important. You carry it with them. So imagine it for a moment that if you could walk in the kingdom <coughs> and you walked past Nadia, you would have instant insight into all the most important God-determined parts of her life. <clears throat> all of it. So all of her life is immediately apparent and accessible by everybody else. Now, imagine then every person all standing together and all their lives radiating, but only the parts that's important according to in relation to God and the body. So now that's the glory cloud. If that makes sense. So where does so we can understand all the people together with God and the Holy Spirit, that forms the cloud, but what is the glory part? All that God has done and caused to happen in your life, all your moments of transitioning, all your moments of obedience, all your moments of growth, that all, you're carrying all the time, eternally. Makes sense. So, now imagine all of them together. 
and then what you want to do in presenting is go and stand in line with that and receive first of all the whole picture everybody together and within that contextually the details that's pertaining to you because it's not only your actions, your decisions, your thoughts that's coming towards you, it's how it connected with everyone else. The whole butterfly effect. So, <clears throat> how did, okay, just think about the last month. How did all of us impact each other? Every time we communicate on the phone over WhatsApp every time we have interactions with each other. We're affecting each other's lives. Now all of that is coming towards you, but it's the <coughs> it's the sifted version, the edited version. The stuff that's important is coming. And the more we can align ourselves with the stuff that's important from the whole, so Abraham's life and actions and decisions is having a huge impact on my life. My life would literally not be the same without Abraham living his life. And Paul's life is determinate of who I am. See? That beggar that called out to the Lord and the Lord gave him his sight... He has a perpetual influence and effect on my life. Just a beggar sitting somewhere on the street in ancient times. Does that make sense? <clears throat> so this is what we, we want to grow in the understanding of how all of this works. Now, all of you sitting here <coughs> and the guys over there, we are going to increasingly have a huge influence and impact on each other's lives. So it's with this kind of awareness and mindset that we start the presenting. Okay, so just continue with that. No, you can finish it. Finish it. Okay. <coughs> okay. So basically what you said is that we, we, okay, we understand that the whole, the finished work, <coughs> when we pray, Lord, let your will be done, your kingdom come, all of that, we understand that this is supposed to eventually manifest here, which is why we have the truth of the body. Okay. <coughs> so in presenting, and this is also everything that he just said, this whole mm -hmm. reflection. Don't have to explain. Okay. So everything that we present, everything that we consider to present, we have to ask ourselves what we measure it against is, is what I present going to benefit, add to, edify, and exhort the whole? So... I might present, I might consider to present something that I feel is beneficial to me, but it might not be, and it might be beneficial to me, but it might not be beneficial to the whole, or to the Lord's will being done. 
And so then I choose not to present that because I'm going to only present and that which he will grant will only be according to that which will benefit the whole. That, sh that which will excel the whole. Mm -hmm. That which will help the growth of the whole. But we're talking in context to the big presenting. We're talking yes. about this is the big presenting for the year. In the rest of the year, we're still going to have interaction with the Lord, pray. Yes. <clears throat> so the rest of the year, we are going to continue in prayer and responding regarding the big things, but we can't initiate the big things other times of the year. The rest of the year, we are going to pray about and receive small things from the Lord. So I'm still going to go, Lord, uh, please, there's no place in town that does a proper chocolate eclair. Please send the baker. I will, I will still have those interactions with God. And He will send the baker that's inspired to use real cream in his chocolate eclairs. And then He will let me know where that place is. <coughs> so throughout the year, there would still be smaller interactions. <coughs> the Lord still speaking to us. Speaking, so that's the individual stuff. Mm. Why we drawing your attention to this is this is the time of the year where it's kingdom context. Mm. Kingdom context. Remember, you are coming into the presence of the king in the presence of the entire assembly. All the nobles are there. All the sons and daughters of God is there. So... The last thing you want to come talk to the king about is, um, you know, the color that you have to choose for your living rooms, the redecoration. <laughs> you don't want to come in there and talk to him about the new curtains that you're choosing for your house, okay? Your head will be chopped off. Not really, but you get the picture. That's not the time for that. So, context to the kingdom and the big picture. Now, the place you're going to live, the job you're going to do, those kind of things. That's big picture stuff as long as it's in line because you have to be positioned correctly, aligned correctly for everything to flow together for the whole. Makes sense? So another way to put it is I'm not going to present anything that might take away from the whole. So if in his perfect will, I'm supposed to be positioned in Cape Town for the next year. I'm not going to present that he sends me to Durban. Because that might be nice for me, but it's not, it's not according to his will for the whole. Does that make sense? So I might, there might be a nice job promotion somewhere in, in KZN and the weather is much better for my health and my all-round mood. And, uh, you know, so I'd much rather be there and I can see the positives. But if it's not according to his specific will, then that means me moving might take away from the benefit and the growth of the whole. And so I'm not going to present that. Sure. Makes sense. And so, so this is also, this is why we're giving ample preparation time. Because this is the kind of things that we then sit, formulate with the Lord can pray about and ask for vision that he helps us understand what forms part and what doesn't form part. Now I have the time to bring out everything that's in my heart, weigh it up with the Holy Spirit, ask him to help me understand how to consider, how to weigh it, so that I can know what things to present and what things not to present. So that's what we said grace is bringing towards us all the time. Now, 
that one. You need help. No, it's fine. I'll find it. <laughs> um, not there. Too many notes? Okay. So grace brings the finished work to the now. The finished work is the will of God. As he has determined it from the beginning and in its completion, it is the glory of God. Grace brings the finished work into the now. The finished work is the will of God as he has determined it from the beginning and in its completion, that is the glory of God. Okay. So the glory of God in the finished work is that which he had accomplished and finished according to his perfect will that he determined from the beginning. Right. That is what you want to respond to to come into your life. Okay. So there's, can there be anything more powerful, more amazing than the finished work Everything that God had accomplished over time, according to what He determined in the beginning, is there. It's finished. And now, I want that to flow into my life now. Okay? So, this is what we want to respond according to. Now, the way, if you have this mindset, and you understand these things, and you have allowed it to be revealed to your heart, the way you're going to walk into the assembly is, okay, I'm not actually supposed to hop, skip, and jump, okay? So you're supposed to walk, but inside you're going to go like, Wah! Yeah? and it's going to be crazy, but you're going to walk head, high, chest out. I'm going to take my time walking down that aisle. I'm going to go like, here I am. Part of this. Yes, I'm a part of this. <coughs> it's me. I'm part of you guys. I'm one. I'm in. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm in the in crowd. That's how I'm going to walk in there. It's going to take forever for me to get to the front. Don't take okay. so long that the king kind of goes like, okay, next. <laughs> no, no. No, the king is going to see and know that I do appreciate being part of this, okay? I'm going to make it abundantly clear, okay? My little corner cob, that's my gift, I'm going to show it to everybody. <laughs> this is what I'm bringing Your to the king. Check it out, everybody, it's my fruit for the year. And um, then, look. By the time I reach the front, that place where you know, it's going to be dramatic, okay? It is going to be dramatic. I will have my own band <laughs> set up. All the, the entire wall is going to go dark, I mean, a spotlight. I am, I am the tiger is going to play in the background. <coughs> okay. <laughs> By the time I get to the front, man, that final curtsy kneeling thing, that's going to be spectacular. Okay. I'm going to have a cape so that I can just throw the cape back. Like the Phantom of the Opera. I, I'm telling you. Okay. telling you, choirs. You just need to get fit to get to the front. 
Yeah, you're right. Eh? That's in the spirit. Which it's a long walk. <coughs> so I'm already negotiating with a whole bunch of angels for the choir <laughs> event <coughs> in the front. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is it's a big event. Mm -hmm. It is a big event. Okay, so um, you want to you wanna do it properly, you want to prepare properly, you want to be in a right mindset. So now that means that you want to protect the mindset. You want to not let things distract you, uh, impact your emotions negatively. Okay, if you don't pay enough attention, something might happen. Look, if the geezer bursts on the 28th, you don't care. Let Go shower somewhere. Leave it. Okay. If a fire breaks out, let it burn down. You walk the other direction. It's presenting time. Okay. It's presenting time. It's the most important thing of the year. So you I'm just hoping. Present the fire. So like, Lord, my house just burned down, but I present to you. Please give me a new house because I'm here now. Okay. So. I'm hoping that everybody sees how hugely important this is. Um, so we want to understand our individual lives. We are still here on earth. It does matter in the big picture. But we are going to, to respond according to the eternal. Yet we still have to present the th things that matter in our lives. Mm. Finances. Home. The careers, health, all those things. The areas, especially where we still need overcoming, those are normally the things that's going to determine how we walk in the next year. So, if I find, found that in the last week or two, and especially in the next three weeks, um, I, still, I still gossiped, then I realized that I haven't overcome in it. Be honest about it, present it to the Lord and go, okay, Lord, I'm tired of this gossiping thing. I know it's wrong, I've fought it, and it's not something I want to do. If I still falter and stumble over doubt and unbelief, worry, anxiety, fear, those things, we, w we might not have final victory in this year, but I want some victories in this year. Okay. <clears throat> we want to build on what we have already done. If we get to it and we go like, I have actually not equipped in this, I have not done the work, I haven't carried it in prayer, then we want to present, Lord, help me in my prayer life to have victory. All those things, okay? So there's practical things that's, that's individually of essence to me. Now those scriptures that we wanted to work with, can we quickly jump there? Please. Now, let's grab our Bibles. You can do it for us. Okay. Because we are a bit limited for time, we still have a whole list of things to go through. I'm going to, because it's like one verse at a time, I'm going to read them fast. I'll call out the references. If you a fast pager, then page along, but otherwise just listen and you can go read the part. Okay. So the first one, Deuteronomy 14 verse 2. 
for you are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Okay, so we know that we are the household of God, his assembly in heaven. And this was spoken to the Israelites. We have to understand ourselves in our modern day as part of the one nation, just as he showed us in the Old Testament. And this helps us to see that assembly on earth, not only in context to this assembly, but the global assembly. We are part of a greater nation that is scattered among the nations. And uh, that's why he gave us the picture in the Old Testament. The Israelites were gathered into the Holy Land, but then they were scattered among the nations. But they somehow uh, remained a people. It's the amazing thing about the Jews. They were, in, uh, they were scattered among all the nations of the world, disconnected for years and years, but they remained one people. And that was a picture so that we as the body of Messiah in our time can see ourselves in the way, the way that we should. So there is parts of, so it doesn't matter if a person looks like a Chinese person, if he's in Messiah, he is part of the same nation that we are. And he's not actually a Chinaman and I'm not a Boer. Okay, that's as easy as that. Okay. Okay, Psalm 50, 5, 0, verse 14. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Do you want to explain that? Okay, so that's part of those gifts. So we come in. You want to walk down the aisle with thanksgiving, rejoicing. Okay, the Lord showed me this morning that the amount of incense that is going to arise from this generation is going to increase a thousandfold. So we are in a, the times where the incense that's rising up from the God's holy priesthood on earth, we are now the priesthood, is going to increase a thousandfold. So, from our lives, okay. Romans 6 verse 13, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. So this is the attitude in which we are going to um, present. Because sin has been forgiven, we're not going to go in there with condemnation, still trying to find forgiveness. We're going to present ourselves. Read that scripture again, please. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. So this is the presenting. You present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members, all of this, as instruments of righteousness. So I'm going to walk in there. I'm going like, these hands are your tools for righteousness. Check them out. Wow. Powerful instruments of righteousness and this this voice. Have you heard this voice? No. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in there, I'm gonna tell everybody, people, this voice is a voice of righteousness. 
You guys do not want me to be quiet. You want to hear me speak all the time. This is an instrument of righteousness. Okay. These feet were made for walking. Okay, so I'm going to moonwalk down that aisle. I'm going to go like, these feet, instruments of righteousness. It's an attitude thing. Okay. <laughs> now, you see, if we can present, <laughs> if we can present our, our person, our bodies, our lives as instrument of righteousness in that day, then it will enable us to continue in that attitude for the rest of the year. Okay, next. <laughs> I don't know how to move on from that. <laughs> Bold. Now I plead with you, brethren. One Corinthian chapter one. Well, I feel pressured to continue like that now. Okay, one Corinthians one verse ten says, "Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Yahushua Hamashiach." That you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Again, that picture. Okay. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. So in presenting, that would be one of those simple things to present. Lord, I, for this coming year, I present that you will cause me to walk worthy of this call that you called me with. And the election that I'm part of. I mean, that's something, I'm going to go for the big one. I'm like, okay, let all the details just fit in with this one thing. So that's something I you carry on our hearts as we approach, yes. One Peter chapter 2 verse 5 you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Yahushua HaMashiach man you know what would have happened if by coincidence I was born as one of the high priests in the days of the Israelites, I would triple the sacrifices that was required. And you're allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. see, that's what King David, King David went big with the worship and stuff. You get the idea. So, okay, so. We, we have the priesthood. Our lives is priesthood. Mm -hmm. So we have to have a heart where we go like, right now I can manage slaughtering two sheep a day. I know, I know, I know. I'm not good at it yet. But Lord, I want to get to a place where, you know what? I want to see a thousand sheep sacrificed every day to bring sacrifices to the Lord. See, we want to carry a heart like that. We're mm -hmm. the priesthood. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't want a small little priest. It's some, it started off with a heap of rocks in Abraham's day and he would sacrifice 
the one sheep. Do you have any idea what it looked like in the height of the uh, prosperity of the kingdom of, uh, of Israel, the promised nation, on the Day of Atonement? On the Day of Atonement, you've got no idea the, the, the scope, the scope of this. The blood of the sacrifices were running like rivers. Doesn't sound good to us, but in those days it was a sign of mm. how God had prospered them, how they loved them, how they honored him, and how he was receiving uh, their sacrifice. So that can, that's the attitude of the heart. We want to increase in the capacity of those, the worship and the adoration. Um, okay. Okay, Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. This is where we are dealing in presenting and in repentance with another year of increasing sanctified thoughts, increasing sanctified speech, mm -hmm. increasing uh, redeeming of the time, less wastage of time, mm -hmm. less wayward words, wayward actions. Okay, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. That's a high call. We've learned uh, in, in baptism for most of us, we had the first taste of entering the rest that represents the covenant of peace. And then he shows us what's possible and then we start to learn to walk back into that full measure of rest. And so let this be one of those high priorities in our presenting, high priorities of desire in our lives. More time in his presence, more time in his rest, entering more into his rest. Make sense? Okay. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10 and 15. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And then verse 15 says, Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Why is that important? Because that's foundational to our lives. We, we want to live a life of being reminded of those relevant things that would <coughs> help us to stand. Also establishing the things that will help us to stand. Um, we want to, there's various scriptures that refer to if you do these things you will stand, you will not stumble. Those things are the things that we want to have so established in our lives that we do not want to, we don't have to stumble. It's very awkward preaching the gospel from uh, lying in the dust after you've fallen on your face. So we would rather want to learn to stand and not stumble. Make sense? Okay, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 14. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Okay, and then last one, and this really is the anchor scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, 
rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, so can that become a focal point in our preparation? Because we are going to present ourselves. <coughs> we are very privileged as a fellowship. We can present ourselves out of a year of diligence, of devotion, of having been in the Word, having paid attention to the things of God. Um, Jason, can I ask you, if you had to present yourself this year, do you think you're better aligned this year than previous years to present yourself? If you had to bring your life to the Lord? It's a, it's a good, good feeling. It's a good feeling. We all feel, know what it feels like to have to present ourselves to the Lord, but it's, we have doubt because we know where we've been, where we've come from, how we haven't been diligent, haven't been equipping. Does it make sense? But... It's those first fruits that we can bring and go like, I don't have to be ashamed. It's a good feeling. So, so let access that feeling. Did you, were you, were you, do you feel okay about the last year? Your time in the Word, your time with the Lord? It was challenging. See, that's the thing we have in common. We're no longer ashamed. That's a, that was it. That was it. Okay, we needed more scriptures. Anyway, so <clears throat> please go and, and uh, read, take some time, read through James, the book of James, read through the Sermon on the Mount. Are we still going to do the list of things to present? I think we can do more of it on Thursday. Okay. We're out of time. Okay, so, everybody, let's quickly check. We take a few moments. Is the presenting picture clear? Okay, so when do we present? We start the 23rd. We start to, this is how you practically do it. We're going to finally present on the 28th. So the 28th, you want to make space, make time, go into kind of official prayer you but then you have decided you've kind of had time to decide what's priorities what do you really want to talk to God about now remember you can't okay it's not wise to present something and then forget okay so it's not it's not the same as the letters we write to Santa Claus before Christmas. These are the serious things that we know, we know it's in line with what the Lord has been doing in our lives. We know it's in line with what we understand that He does want to do in our lives. And the moment you actually present, you become accountable. So it's not just a vain hope. One day, we're actually in the process. And so, now we pray from there. For the rest of the year, we're going to refer back and go, that's what I do. If it looks like the things aren't happening, I go back to him. I say, Lord, you had shown me in the presenting time. This is what you showed me for my life. What's going to happen? I don't see it happening. What am I doing wrong? How do I have to need to realign? I present it to you for expansion, more, more um, influence, to reach more people. Am I 
following up? Am I doing my bit? Am I walking in line with what I believed for? So there's two things, that which he showed you and that which you pre presented. And we continue from there towards the next September. So we live from September into this year, and then from this September into the next year. And I want to arrive, I've already got a vision of, I want to arrive at the next September successfully. So see how we're building from faith to faith. Okay, so then... We can start from the 23rd, we start in prayer, confirming, yes, Lord, I can, I can sense what you're showing me, I agree with that, I'm in agreement. No, I don't want to go to Russia, I'm seeing the wrong thing, sort it out before the 28th, because I don't want to be in doubt, that kind of thing. You see, we kind of, 23rd to 28th, we can talk to him about it, the festival is open. But 28th, we go with the final product, do you understand? Up until now, from now up until then, we're dealing with the repentance. Feel like, Lord, actually I did waste a lot of time on, you know, in strengthen me, show me how to do it better this year. I really want to do better, Lord. Um, so that kind of thing. So the repentance, the recovery, the forgiveness, all those things. So that's the time leading up. Um, this is also a time when, of course, Day of Atonement. That would be when the High Priest would go into the Holy of Holies. Now remember the goats. We did the scapegoat and the sacrifice, all those things. And so this is also a time to forgive if there's forgiveness needed. To finish things that need to be finished. If you don't want something to be carried over in the books, then make a last effort to try and finish it. Don't leave it. Okay. Um, I think that's about it. Do you guys understand what it looks like? Okay.